This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is Friday, October 8th, 2021, and here are three things you need to know to be smart today. Story number one, put a fork in him. Joe Biden is finished. His polls are collapsing to historic lows. Joe's agenda is stalled. Joe's own party is turning on him, and the media have backstabbed Joe for ratings. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Anyone hoping for a return to decency in the Biden administration is also out of luck. The Biden administration is perhaps the most openly unethical administration in American history. From Hunter Biden to Attorney General Merrick Garland, ethics concerns skyrocket for the Biden administration. Perhaps this is why the FBI is targeting innocent parents around the country. We will explain the connection. And Pfizer will have some explaining to do after the latest whistleblower bombshell from Project Veritas. You will want to hear this one. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. It's Friday, so let's start off with a personal story. My wife and I are expecting baby number two in our family, and we have a rule. No gender reveal parties. That's right. My wife and I have made the decision that we are never going to do a gender reveal party. Part of the reason why that is is because everyone gets so injured during gender reveal parties. You ever been swiping through Instagram and you see some guy standing there holding a small explosive device and it's going to reveal the gender of the baby. It's going to be blue or pink smoke or whatever. He pulls the cord and he ends up racking himself in the nuts. That's what happens every single time there is a gender reveal party. Someone gets horribly injured. The box floats away, hits someone in the face. Somebody falls down the hill. An explosion happens. The cannonball shoots through the house. These people are insane. So my wife and I said, no way. We're never going to do it. We have one child. We didn't do a gender reveal party. We have another child on the way. We do not know the gender yet, and we're not going to do a big party. Someone's going to get hurt. Every time you see one of those videos, You just cringe. You can't turn away. You have to watch. You have to see the guy get racked. It's just going to be awful. It's always the dude, too. He's always getting so horribly hurt, making sure he doesn't have any kids ever again in the future. It's hard to watch. You know what I'm talking about. You just can't turn away. That's kind of like watching the current iteration of the Biden presidency. You know something horrible is going to happen every time Joe's on camera. You know something awful is going to happen every time you see his name in a headline. You know you're going to see something devastating every time a poll comes out with his name in it. You just can't turn away. Joe Biden is the living embodiment of a fail video living and breathing inside of the White House. Many of us called this Many of us on the right said, guys, you're nominating a corpse. It's not even Halloween. Why are you doing this? Joe Biden, this is going to be a disaster. Why don't you roll a dice, give Bernie a shot, give Elizabeth Warren a shot? But no, they couldn't let go. Obama needed his third term, and so they shoved 
this living mummy into the White House, and now look what you get. You get applesauce brain. You get a guy who, if you asked him to defend himself in his own policies, in his administration, what is your best argument, Joe? Here's what you'd get. Parenthetically, when you build a charging station, it's like back in the day when my grandpa worked for the Merrill Canola Company back in the turn of the, in the 1920 in that area. They went from state to state convincing people that they put allowed them to put 20,000 gallons of gasoline under the ground. They didn't want them around. <laughs> what? What? What was that? What was that? What is any of this? What is the Biden presidency? It is just a practice in humiliation. Who was there to stop him? Someone should have said something in his family. Jill Biden, we're looking your direction. Like, you know this guy. You live with him. What is happening? You should have warned us. You should have said, no, Joe, we're not up for this. It's not going to end well. But these people only care about power. They only care about power. And so they will do anything to get it, including debasing themselves. Public humiliation, and that's what's happening with Joe Biden. The lowest point for any president in modern history, 38% approval rating, according to Quinnipiac. It's hard to really describe how low that rating is, especially if you include modern presidents and how quickly Joe Biden got there. Joe Biden's only been president for nine months. He's already eclipsed Trump and Obama in the quickest decline and plummet sinking of an approval rating so fast and so swiftly, he might as well have been a submarine in the Iraqi Navy. This thing is at the bottom of the ocean, and it could go even lower. It's amazing. We have a uh, graph here, a graphic here from ABC <laughs> saying, saying, yeah, Joe Biden's polling is bad. And it's not ever going to recover. It's really bad. I mean, we're lot, we're talking taxes, border, leadership, competency, and the economy and immigration. All of it below forty five points. It's devastating, and it's only nine months in. This is why Joe Biden gets met with hecklers inside of blue states. Joe Biden can't go even to blue states, dark blue states, California, New Jersey, Michigan's a bit of a purple state. Everywhere he goes, you have armies of Trump supporters and freedom movement people standing in the streets, standing where Joe Biden is going to be driving by or even flying by. Here, let's play a clip of a guy who wrote Let's go, Brandon, if you know what you know, or F Joe Biden, if you want to just be straight out with it, inside of his lawn as Joe Biden was flying over. This guy used giant white rocks, maybe giant uh, plastic lids for big containers. And he wrote out F Joe Biden in his lawn. And you can see Marine One flying over the top of his yard. It's a massive Lettering, there's no way Joe Biden didn't see this. Here, listen. Joe Biden, of course, wasn't saved from the air or the ground. Full-on assault 
from the, the let's go Brandon movement, as it has been known. This is what it sounded like when Joe Biden was driving down the street in Michigan earlier this week. As we said, this is something that is now a trend across the nation. Joe Biden is being met with massive crowds, massive protesters everywhere he goes. His car, his motorcade has to reroute out of events to avoid the massive army of protesters flying Let's Go Brandon flags. The Let's Go Brandon movement is strong and it is gaining momentum. Joe Biden, not the most popular president in American history as our media betters lectured us from on high. They told us Joe Biden, the most popular president ever. Well, how has that worked out for them? The media was the propaganda and campaign arm for the Biden campaign. Well, not working out great. Gallup poll finds Americans' trust in media dips to second lowest on record. 36% in the U.S. have a great deal or fair amount of trust in the mass media. 68% of Democrats, ah, sheep. 31% of independents and 11% of Republicans trust the media. Democrats and independents' trust is down five points. So the Democrats eroding Democrats' trust in media. Goodness gracious. 7% of U.S. adults say they have a great deal of trust in media. 7%. Oh, my gosh. This is an industry committing suicide. Fox News, CNN spent nearly 80% of September under 1 million viewers. Guys, this is just devastating. We can do a video in the back of an Uber on Facebook and get over a million views. CNN had a dismal September, failing to reach 1 million viewers on any of its programs. Wow. Wow. 70% of its viewership gone, vanished. This is what happens when you create an entire network off of conspiracy theories and hatred for Donald Trump. When you link inextricably everything you're doing to one man and one administration and the fomenting of hatred and absolute unhinged conspiracy theories about that administration, man, you are done for. You get what you wish for, I guess. You know, careful what you wish for, my grandmother used to say. CNN, should have listened to grandma, should have listened to nana. Well, now you guys have uh, lost all of your viewership. 41% drop in primetime viewership cut in half from the same time one year ago. Goodness gracious. The entire ship is just collapsing. Everything is sinking and people are abandoning ship this week. NIH director has resigned after the water was getting kind of hot, kind of hot for our global health administration as people are starting to see the kind of dangerous funding that they were doing for Wuhan lab experiments, making pathogens more deadly. And indeed, you have more resignations for the Biden administration. His envoy to Haiti resigned two weeks ago citing the immigration crisis and Biden's handling of it. Expect more of this. We have some sources telling us it's about to get worse for the Biden administration. How can things get worse? Well, they can always get worse. Things can always get worse. The worst situation that I can think of is it's college football season. You have your buddies over. You're watching the game. It's a beautiful autumn afternoon, and you're ready to light up the grill. 
But you go to your fridge, you go to your freezer, and you say, wait a second, I forgot to go to the store. I have nothing to grill, no red meat, no chicken, nothing to slap on that toasty, hot, flaming grill. What are you going to do? Well, if you were a Good Ranchers subscriber, you would have that issue. Good Ranchers delivers 100% American meat right to your door. It is ready to slap on the grill. It is a delicious product. We use Good Ranchers in our household because our families both have farmers in them, active farmers to this day. I was raised on a farm and I love supporting American farmers and ranchers. Good Ranchers is the only company that supports 100% American raised and farmed meat and it's delicious T-bone, tenderloin, filet mignon. Guys, you slap it right on the grill. It's going to be the best grill you've ever had, and you will not have your problems during college football grilling season. Your friends will not be disappointed. Go to Good Ranchers right now and use the code Benny, B-E-N-N-Y, and you will get $20 off your first order. Also, you will get free express shipping. That's right. Sign up for Good Ranchers backslash Benny and use the code Benny at checkout. $20 off and free express shipping. GoodRanchers.com backslash Benny. Guys, eat like an American. Eat Good Ranchers. All right. Well, someone who should not be eating well, someone who should be eating off a prison tray actually is Hunter Biden. And joining him should be Attorney General Merrick Garland. They are absolutely corrupt and unethical. There have been two massive bombshell stories this week about Hunter Biden and our own attorney general and their unethical behavior. It is truly turning out to be probably the most openly unethical and corrupt administration in my lifetime. Let's jump in. A.G. Merrick Garland's daughter married to co-founder of company selling critical race theory materials to school districts. That's right. It's all a big con. It's all a big grift. All of this woke nonsense is just to get themselves rich. Well, Let's dive in and find out what the story has to say. New York Post Attorney General Merrick Garland is under scrutiny after a parents group revealed that his daughter is married to the co-founder of an education company funded by Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, which allegedly employs critical race theory in its work. The disclosure comes as the attorney general announced on Monday that the FBI will help investigate increasing accounts of alleged threats against teachers and school board members in response to critical race theory being taught in schools, an action that critics slammed as a declaration of war on parents and intimidation tactics. Guys, this is how it works. This is how every bit of corruption works, right? You, If you're in the mafia... If you want to create a supply and demand problem, you control all of the cement inside of a city, right? You run all the cement companies. And then when someone wants to build a building, well, you jack up the prices of cement. You create the supply and the demand. You control both sides. It's called fraud. It's called price fixing. It's corrupt. And it's illegal, but this is exactly what's happening right now inside of our education system. So the schools want to teach critical racist theory. And we've done plenty of shows on that. Critical racist theory, obviously teaching that if you were born with a certain skin color, you are going to be an oppressor. You're going to be evil. You're going to be a worse person. 
It's terrible, it's vile, it's evil, it's disgusting, it's despicable, it needs to get out of our schools. Everyone should reject it. It is a return to Jim Crow 2.0, as they like to say. It's teaching racism in schools. That's all it is. Point blank. End of story. It's all needs to be said about critical race theory. So the left pushes that. They really want to teach that because they really want to indoctrinate our children to hate each other. It's the only way that they become powerful. It's very hard to run on the modern Democratic Party platform without all of Americans hating each other inside of tribalist groups. If Americans unite around the core principles of America, Democrats will never win again. So they must divide and they have to start at the school-aged level. They have to get people thinking that America is a terrible country. And because America is a terrible, broken country, well, then they need to vote for Democrats to fix it. This is how the whole con happens. With Merrick Garland, what's happening is he is saying, well, if you protest critical race theory, well, then we're going to send the FBI after you. They announced that this week. Well, who is getting funded through critical race theory teaching? Well, it looks like Merrick Garland's own daughter, according to this report, Merrick Garland's daughter married to a dude who is providing the materials for critical race theory teaching. Merrick Garland is now going to use the gun of the government, the gun of the government to enforce critical race theory teaching on schools. This is incredible. Not in my lifetime, not in my grandfather's lifetime. Uh, Certainly you'd have to go back a hundred years in American history to find the government forcing racist policies. Well, here we are. And guess who's getting rich off it? Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland's family, because it's his family that is creating the critical race theory propaganda pieces to sell to schools. Then that money goes right into his family and so on and so forth. Merrick Garland using the FBI to shut down dissent. It's just classic fraudulence. And the Biden family is the absolute masterclass. And this is why Joe Biden wanted Merrick Garland to be his attorney general. This is the classic grift. It is truly implicit in our modern functioning of the American government. Use the federal government and the printing press of the federal government, the public school system, which is enormous and costs billions, trillions of dollars to maintain. Get that slushy, frothy money into your pockets. It's going to be spent. We control the government. We put that money into our pockets. This is how the grift happens. Merrick Garland's in on it. Hunter Biden's in on it. Joe Biden's in on it. Let's keep reading. His daughter, Rebecca Garland, is married to Jan Tanner. Jan. Jan sounds like a very, very woke bro. Woke bro Jan Tanner, the co-founder of a Boston-based Panorama Education, a company that collects social and emotional data on students' grades K through 12, social and emotional data. Okay. Her group, Parents uh, Defending Education, notes that Panorama, the the, the whistleblower group uh, in the article, cited in the article, noted that Panorama got $1.8 million contract with the Fairfax County Public School. $1.8 million. Man, that is a juicy contract. To conduct social and emotional learning monitoring of students. The contract was bumped up to more than $2 million last month. Oh, my. It was part of the school system's overall $78 million investment of coronavirus relief funds to create a welcoming, culturally responsive environment for students. Just disgusting. $78 million in coronavirus relief. $78 million. Just hot off the printing presses, straight into the pockets of the Garland family. 
because of these race hoaxes and because of this racist material that is being forced on our students. It's just a con. It's a grift. These people don't care about racism. They don't care about feminism. They don't care about your kids. They care about lining their pockets. Critics believe phrases like social and emotional learning and culturally responsive training invoke the indoctrination of controversial ideas about race, identity, the report says. The attorney general announced on Monday that the FBI would assist local law enforcement in responding to what he called disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against school administrators, board members, and teachers and staff. By the way, this is all garbage. Chris Rufo, who is the leader of the anti-critical race theory movement on the internet, just straight up said he went through all of the documentation that the FBI provided for violence against teachers, pages and pages and pages. Only one incident could be closely, remotely classified as violence. It's not actually violence. They're just saying that because they're desperate. They're saying that to distract you. Real violence and real threatening and intimidation is what's happening to Chris and Cinema right now, who can't even go to the bathroom without somebody standing outside of the stall, a illegal immigrant standing outside of the stall screaming at her, running up to her on a plane, on a plane, getting in her face. Inside of those, uh, you know, those planes, those vectors for COVID. It's remarkable. It's remarkable, really. None of the terrorism of BLM is being classified as such by the FBI. None of the terrorism of Antifa is being classified as such by the FBI. No, no. It is parents who are fighting against the stuff that's getting Merrick Garland's family rich. Those are the real issues. The action was in response to a letter from the National School Boards Association to the Biden administration that claimed America's public schools are under threat from people opposed to teaching critical race theory and mask mandates, said heinous actions could be considered domestic terrorism. That's right. They'll change the language. They'll change the language. It's not actual terrorism. They'll just change the language to make it sound bad. And now, because it threatens the Garland family and how rich they can get, Merrick Garland sending in all the Fed boys, sending in all those plainclothes FBI agents that showed up at the Justice for J6 rally, all the uh, the Fed boy summer. Get ready for them at your PTA meeting. That's right. You guys remember that meme. Great meme. Just a great meme. Guys, getting rich, getting rich off of... The stupidity of the left is, again, a Biden family exclusive. The family business, honestly, it's the family business. We covered yesterday Hunter Biden's art show inside of the L.A. gallery that was providing him an opportunity to essentially show his just crappy art. It's just bad. The art's just terrible. You can't really call it any other way. You have art critics around the world saying the stuff is trash. The stuff is trash. And he's charging half a million dollars a painting. He's charging half a million dollars a painting. And now the White House itself is caught in its own ethical dilemma because Jen Psaki is lying. Jen Psaki lied about this artwork, said that Hunter Biden wouldn't know who the buyers were. Well, what the hell was happening yesterday? We have all these selfies of him wandering around, talking with sleazy, sleazy administration officials, people who are vying for position inside of the Biden administration, people like Eric Garcetti, the mayor of L.A., who's trying to become ambassador to India. Well, he's showing up to grease palms at Hunter Biden's art show. It's it's 
Fed Fest. It's it's Corruption Fest 2021. Walk into Hunter Biden's art show, buy yourself a piece of art. Here's your plum government position. It's incredible how much these people are revealing themselves and revealing their own corruption. It is out in the open and not even Jen Psaki can't defend it. It's amazing. Jen Psaki is the person who stood up and defended Hunter Biden and said he has a right. He has a right to be an artist. Hunter Biden has a right. Has a right to follow his artistic pursuit. Listen to this. Established that allows for Hunter Biden to work in his profession within reasonable safeguards. Uh, of course, he has the right to pursue an artistic career, just like any child of a president has the right to pursue a career. Uh, but all interactions regarding the selling of art and the setting of prices uh, will be handled by a professional gallerist adhering to the highest industry standards. And any offer out of the normal course would be rejected out of hand. And the gallerist will not share information about buyers or prospective buyers, including their identities with Hunter Biden or the administration, which provides quite a level of protection. Yeah, well, it's that same Jen Psaki who got destroyed yesterday. We love this clip. We know we're playing it again, but it's too good. When the corporate press comes down on Jen Psaki and Hunter Biden, it's too good. It's worth playing it back to back. You got to hear how roasted she got yesterday by the flim flammy corporate media that stood up for once to Jen Psaki and actually double teamed Jen Psaki, multiple reporters hopping on to say, hey, uh, this is like deeply unethical what Hunter Biden's doing. Let's ask you separately. Um, the ambassador designate to India mm -hmm. was seen reportedly at an event in Los Angeles last week, uh, an art gallery event uh, that featured the artwork of the president's son Hunter. Um, the ethicists who have pointed to this arrangement have expressed concern that the president's son selling art could potentially uh, put the president in a situation where those who seek jobs either in this administration or favors from this administration uh, and could put this White House in an awkward position. Should, first of all, what is the White House's response to the fact that uh, an ambassador nominee was at this event? And secondly, should we expect to see more people who seek jobs in this administration attending events like this in the future? Well, to be clear, we've spoken to the arrangement that is run by the gallerist uh, and Hunter Biden's uh, representatives that the White House provided suggestions for. I'd refer you to the gal gallerist for questions about uh, the event um, and, and, and as well as the uh, representatives of uh, Mr. Garcetti in terms of his attendance. Okay. Just to follow up, this is exactly what ethicists said they were worried about. What is specifically? The fact that, uh, that the president's son... That he son, reportedly attended an event? Well, the president's son would be selling artwork and then meeting potentially with people who would seek to buy it. If you have attendees at that event who might be seeking either jobs in this administration or favors from this administration, isn't it an awkward situation to put the president in? Again, the gallerist has spoken to, we've spoken to the specifics, what the gallerist has agreed to, and what uh, per, what recommendations were made. I've done that several times. I don't have additional details for it from here. I point you to them. Go ahead. So, so does this White House not have any concerns about uh, the photos that have emerged of showing Hunter Biden at that gallery alongside prospective buyers? I point you to the gallerist on uh, specifics of the restrictions that were put in place. Right. But what about the position of this White House? This is a president who ran on being transparent, and you and we were very transparent about what recommendations were made to the gallerist. Uh, and I would again point to them or the many times I've spoken about that from here. My wife heard this yesterday and said, uh, I think that Jen Psaki is like a 15 year old girl. She manages 
adversarial questions like 15-year-old girls inside of a Mean Girls set, right? Inside of the, inside of the script for Mean Girls. This is how people handle it. I know you are, but what am I? What's wrong with going to an event? What's this? What's that? It's, a, it's, not, it's, not, it's your own words. It's the words of the administration. Just like he's so terrible at this job. And she's the best they have. She's the best they have. She's so bad at this job. Even when they swap her out with the people that would be, you know, the would-be replacements, uh, Jean Pierre, these people are even more miserable. Jen Psaki is the best they got. It makes you long for the days of Sarah Sanders and Kaylee McEnany. Remember those golden angels. Do you remember those golden moments with Sarah Sanders just getting the meanest questions, the nastiest questions, and then just dropping absolute flamethrowers on the press. Listen, just a reminder to what a actually competent, high IQ, room temperature even, IQ press secretary sounded like to an actual press corps that was adversarial. Listen to this Sarah Sanders classic. There have been folks out there who have said, you know, there's a cause and effect. He watches something on Fox and Friends uh, and then he tweets about it. Is that what happened this morning and does that go on? I'm sure you're disappointed he's not watching CNN. Uh, I, I think he watched but, a lot of CNN, if you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that's true. Your numbers would be higher. Um, I, so uh, in, in reference to uh, the question specifically... No, let's not. That is what getting blown up is called. That is what it looks like to actually do your job as a press secretary and punch back. Just brutality there. (laughs) I miss those days. We miss those days. We wish Sarah Sanders the best of luck. She's running for governor of Arkansas now. It's a beautiful thing to see these people who are fighters for us go on into running for public office and get into the fray even more so. We encourage everybody to run for office. We were at a family event here in Delaware. We're doing the show from the road. Family event here in Delaware. It's amazing how many patriots there are in this state. And some woman came up to me at the event and said, hey, listen, I want to know how I can help. And I said, you know, do you know who your county council member is? Do you know the names of anyone on the school board? Do you have any knowledge of who's your election commissioner in this county? Of course not. They didn't. And I encourage them to find that out. And if they are left-wingers, run against them. Get your friends, get your family together and run against these people. Put on the pressure. Get involved at a local level. The interesting thing about federalism is that the vast majority of decisions that affect your life directly are made by people who live around the corner from you. Most of the things that affect your life directly, those decisions are made up front and in your neighborhood. It really is remarkable how little power the federal government has. It's what's so shocking about the Biden administration is that they are crossing the Rubicon, so to speak, in federal authority, where they are entering into more and more day-to-day people's lives. This is why we started this episode off with the polling for Joe Biden and how abysmal it is. It's a direct reflection of the things that are affecting people's lives. Illegal immigration affects people's lives. Taxes affect people's lives. The cost 
of a gallon of gas and a gallon of milk and a couple eggs, that affects people's lives. And when people start to feel that squeeze, when people start to feel that crunch, they don't like it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. When the federal government is coming in and interceding and making your life worse, people hate it. People hate it. They don't like being lied to. They don't like being manipulated. That's why this next story is such a bombshell. Honestly, Project Veritas has done such remarkable journalism, true investigation. Not this Facebook whistleblower fake crap. None of that stuff's real. Facebook whistleblowers run by Jen Psaki's PR team. Jen Psaki used to work for a Democratic PR firm, and they are running this whistleblower. This was all coordinated. It's all in an effort to shut down conservative media. And it's a scary time. We really, really are praying that Facebook doesn't take the bait because truthfully, as much as we disagree with a ton of their policies and a lot of their decisions, Facebook has the strongest living community of conservatives online that are active and have profiles and know how to use the platform. And it's just been around long enough to gain that kind of prominence. And it's why oftentimes the most trafficked links and the most trafficked posts on Facebook are from conservative content creators, Dan Bongino, Ben Shapiro, The Daily Wire, uh, so on and so forth. And so uh, this is why they are under attack. This is why the left is going after Facebook right now. It's a total astroturf event. We were very happy that this was sort of a flash in the pan. They They gave it everything that they got, the Facebook whistleblower, they gave her the 60 minutes treatment and all the interviews and all the prime time, the Senate hearing, and now she's in the before the January 6th committee. Nothing. Nothing. Crickets. But did you, yeah, like, were, were, do you think you're going to get marches in the street? Do you think you're going to get George Floyd? You thought you were going to get marches in the street? People, people crying over her, people bowing down. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The faith in the media has eroded so much so that everybody looked at this and said, wait, that's Christine Blatty Ford. That's just Alexander Vindman. I've seen this one before. Michael J. Fox, the meme from Back to the Future. I've seen this one before. And that's what we got with the Facebook whistleblower. Nobody cared. Real whistleblowers live at Project Veritas And James O'Keefe got a Project Veritas whistleblower that blew the doors off of the Johnson household. I can tell you for sure, we were shocked at the whistleblower that came out on Project Veritas, full face on camera, full name on camera, talking about how Pfizer covered up their trials for their COVID vaccine in using the stem cells from aborted fetuses. That's right. A horrific and certainly a crisis of conscience for anybody who is pro-life when it comes to the development of the vaccine and when it comes to the creation of the vaccine. Was it creative? Was it created with malevolence and with the type of 
truly dark science that that uses aborted baby parts. I mean, it's just grotesque. It's unethical. It's evil. It's just pure evil. Well, let's read the article. This from American Greatness. Pfizer whistleblower. Officials tried to cover up the fact that stem cells were used to develop vaccine. Here we go. Leaked Pfizer internal emails exposed by Project Veritas Wednesday night revealed that the drug company used fetal stem cells to develop its COVID-19 vaccine and tried to hide that fact from the public, particularly Catholics, who are bound by their faith to avoid products that violate church teachings on abortion. Pfizer insider Melissa Strickler who says she works as a qualified auditor, discussed, the Project Veritas, discussed this with Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe, who, how corporate executives instructed staff to be secretive about the use of human fetal tissue in laboratory testing of the COVID vaccine. Here's what that interview sounded like. I work at a pharmaceutical company. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Um, I just believe in research and science. Well, in this database, you came across a chain of emails discussing fetal tissue and the COVID vaccine. Vanessa Gelman, who works in Washington, D.C., is senior director of Worldwide Research. The question came up as an inquiry to our MedInfo group. They're asking, quote, did Pfizer make use of a cell line from an aborted fetus? They want you to leave out the highlighted part, which is the one or more cell lines with an origin that can be traced back to human fetal tissue has been used in laboratory tests associated with the vaccine program. And here we have Pfizer's chief scientific officer, Philip Dorsmeiser admitted in one email that aborted fetus tissue was used in the company's vaccine program. He told employees to stick with Pfizer's PR talking points that failed to disclose this truth. Well, okay, there you go. That's that is your smoking gun. I mean, it's not a smoking gun. That's that that's your gun, your bullet, and uh, your dead body there. And it is to prevent dead bodies that people like myself are pro-life. It is amazing to watch ultrasounds these days. My wife and I just got done with one. You see the face of your baby, just a few weeks old. You can see the face, the hands, the feet. You know that that baby, because of science, has a completely unique DNA from the mother. That that baby is alive. That baby is a person. That baby is inextricably a miracle. And to abort that baby, to slaughter that baby, would be evil. Vanessa Gelman, who serves as Pfizer's Senior Director of Worldwide Research, urged staff to avoid talking about the human fetal cells in the company's vaccine program. We have been trying as much as possible to not mention the fetal cells, one or more cell lines with the origin that can be tracked back to human fetal tissue has been used in laboratory tests associated with the vaccine program. This is really bad. If you are pro-life, then you have to be against this type of abomination research. You just have to. You have to say, hey, listen, there's got to be another way or we just can't have this thing. It is evil. It is against God's commands to kill children, to kill anyone, to slaughter the innocents. That is against his teaching. And so as a Christian, we're not going to do it. We're just not going to be a part of it. And if that means we don't get a fancy RNA vaccine, well, then so be it. That is exactly what we heard when we reached out to medical professionals. They said, well, yeah, of course. Where did you think they got when we reached out to medical professionals on this issue? They said, well, yeah, of course, it's a known commodity inside of the medical community that this would have been 
using stem cells and uh, uh, the uh, grafts from aborted baby fetuses. I mean, where do you think they get the RNA? Where do you think they get the human cell cultures? This is just what happens. It's evil. It's dark. It's something we should not tolerate. Certainly is not an act of love, as the Pope says. And guys, be careful. Be careful who you follow. Be careful who your heroes are, truly. Be careful who your heroes are and be smart. That's why we do this show. We want you to be smart. We want our listeners to be smart and hear the news that has been banned or has been censored. That's why we fight on this program, because fighting patriots cannot be stopped. America has many times in its history had just a couple, a handful of fighting patriots who were passionate and who cared about their country and fought for truth and fought for the American way. And that changed the course of history. That changed the course of history on this planet. It's a uh, wonderful thing. It's a powerful thing. It's why we do this program. We're so honored to have you as our audience. We're so honored to have you as our listeners. We will not let you down. Thank you so much for listening to The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. Have a great weekend.